Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Priority Weekly 8676 and says, should I be worried about how my husband talks about his female nemesis? I have this itch in my brain that I need to scratch. I 32 female and married to my husband 33 male for five years now. Recently, about a year ago, my husband's office hired a new employee. Let's call her Jess, 25 female. My husband would often complain about how stupid she is. There is some list of complaints. She always tries to act smart even though she's a kid. She always laughs at silly little things, which he finds annoying. He sometimes criticized her carefree nature. He once told me she was dressed like a clown. She just wore red lipstick. It feels like every time he comes from the office, it is always him complaining about her or what she did. And usually it's just some normal shit. He told me Jess teases him by calling him an old man. He really hates that. It feels like this girl Jess is always in his mind. The other day we went shopping. I really liked the red shoe and asked my husband how I looked. He said it will look gorgeous on me. Then out of nowhere he said, thank God I do not have stinky feet like Jess. She always wears shoes that's weird on her and then proceeds to say how much he hates her and that she is his nemesis. This was clearly out of nowhere. The thing that confirmed my suspicion is that he follows Jess on Instagram. We were sitting on our couch. I was watching a movie and he was scrolling through Instagram. He was on Jess's page literally binge watching her content. I mean if he hates her and hates everything she does then why is he stalking her? I did bring it up and he said that I'm being ridiculous that I should know that he hates Jess. So thinking that there is something going on is making me look insecure. I do not know what to believe. My instincts tell me something else but logically if he hates someone that much he wouldn't bring them up in every conversation. Where do I go next? There was a couple of comments where OP replied. So the first one from scholar 9900 who says your husband's behavior towards Jess seems to be the classic case of hate following on social media which can be a sign of underlying attraction or obsession. And it's understandable that you're feeling insecure and concerned about it. It might be worth having an open and honest conversation with him about your feelings and seeking couples therapy to address any underlying issues. Opie says, I feel like there is something he's hiding from me. Ever since Jess came, he was more secretive. He always puts his phone down. Coco says, and replies to it and says, he has a crush on her. This is the adult version of pulling a girl's hair or making fun of her. He likes her but tries to camouflage from you, so he pretends to find faults in everything about her. I hope you know that they text and have a lunch daily. P.S. How does he know her feet stink? Signal Wall says it sounds like there is a lot more banter going on between your husband and Jess than the I hate Jess narrative your husband is selling. Most companies periodically provide training on avoiding workplace discrimination to reduce their liability in lawsuits. Jess would never have been employed during a time age discrimination was not accepted and she would know repeatedly calling someone old man is viewed the same as insulting someone over other protected class characteristics. She is only calling him an old man out loud in the office if that is part of a more playful conversation your husband is editing for you to fit his narrative. 
How long will be too long, says girl. This is called mentionitis. And is how affairs start, if it hasn't already. You could definitely check his phone, but I think they should first talk to him. Tell him plainly, I've noticed you mentioned Jess a lot in a personal way, and the other night I saw you on our social media. I think that you are nurturing a crush on her or maybe compensating for some inappropriate behavior. Could be a crush, could be cheating. If he loves you and wants your marriage to work, you will have this conversation. If you want to check his phone and he has an iPhone, you can go to screen time and see if he's picking up his phone to text in the middle of the night or something. Should show even if he's deleted the text. And one more comment from Linerva who says, Honestly, time to sit him down and talk to him about why he's constantly thinking about this woman. Tell him that if he doesn't like her, he doesn't have to interact with her apart from to be civil at work when needed. He doesn't have to make conversation. He doesn't have to talk to her first and he shouldn't keep what happens in his mind. These annoyances only work because he lets himself obsess over them. And tell him that you simply don't want to hear about him obsessing over another woman. You don't want to be compared to Jess. You don't want him mentioning Jess's body or looks positively or negatively. You don't want him following her on social media. I've known people to hate follow people platonically. And I've been that person. But that's the kind of petty thing you do when you are 22 and have broken it off with your friend and you're obsessed with the drama. It's weird for a 30-something adult to be allowing this to take up this much real estate in his head. So it's not always a crush that so it's not always a crush and can come from genuine dislike. But in this case, it's likely that he's been crushing on her and is trying to deal with it. I would talk to him about how the level of time and energy he's given her suggests that he has some feelings towards her. That he needs to work on moving on from. I would genuinely tell him that if he thinks of this Jess so much, then he needs space from her and needs therapy. Oh, this is quite interesting for me as well because that's the first time I've ever heard it called like hate following. I didn't know there was like a, a term for it. I love a learning day. So OP comes back into the post to update and says, well, I have answers now. They were having an emotional affair. I came to know of it when I checked my husband's phone. Don't give me all that crap about privacy. I pressed him hard on it and he admitted that he has a thing for her. I'd taken the day off from work so they can go hiking or just hang out. He swears he didn't sleep with her or kissed her. I'm not sure about that. Their chats look more like banter. I asked him does he like her. He was hesitant but eventually admitted having a crush on her. I asked why. Why does he have a crush on her when she is not someone who he likes? His logic, she makes me feel alive. She makes me do crazy things and she has an energy that makes me feel special. I am hopeless. For months I have asked him to take a break and we will go to Italy like we always wanted. He made nothing but excuses. I wanted to tell him he is chasing a fantasy. He likes a version of her she presented herself as. But who am I to convince a lovesick man who would cheat on his wife of five years just because she is not energetic? I left my house and I am staying with a friend. I haven't decided on divorce yet. I'm scared to start over at 32. I want to become a mother but that means I would waste my good years searching for another man. I cannot believe he is falling for the obvious manic pixie dream girl thing. If he really wanted energy and do crazy things, why couldn't he just say that? I would love to go hiking, I would love to skip work and just be outside with him all day. Yet he chooses a girl he claims he hates but not really. He has been calling and texting me non-stop. He wants to work this out. He even offered to quit and change his job but that's not going to solve anything, will it? Gee whiz, he just thinks the grass is always greener, isn't he? And you know, you say that you're scared to start over at 32 and of course that's going to be always scary. But 
you need to ask yourself about what the alternative is well that you stay with someone who's willing to emotionally cheat on you like this would he have potentially taken it further you also say to yourself that you want to become a mother but that means you'll waste your good years searching for another man again what's the alternative to this stay with a man who was willing to emotionally cheat on you and you know, these are just my opinion on the matter, how I would feel in that particular situation. I've seen stories of people being able to talk things through, etc., etc., And the way that you talk about how you want to live your life, etc., it just sounded more that you're scared. You're more scared to start over than to leave someone who's emotionally cheating on you. But I don't consider 32 to be a particularly old age. I've seen, I've heard of plenty of people starting over at that age and later as well but wolverine says to op if the house is in both your names move back home and ask him to leave he cheated and he should be the one to move out speak to several divorce attorneys in your area and pick one start the divorce process has your husband tried to contact you has he cut his affair partner off op says i don't know i haven't talked to him in two days since i moved here and the house belonged to his grandma but i don't want the house we have spent some good memories there and those are all tainted. His defense is still that I shouldn't feel too bad because he never had a physical affair. That's so frustrating. Obviously, I don't know the full ins and outs of their conversation as always. But, you know, if, if you fucked up that badly, surely you'll be absolutely in bits apologizing. Say, I'm so sorry I did that. I will try and get help. I will try and go to therapy. I will try to work through this to be better for you. But instead says, you know. You shouldn't feel too bad about it because at least it wasn't physical. I mean, fucking hell, man. Read the room. Gray says, I'd let him go. He doesn't love you enough and he's putting another woman before you. Let him deal with the actual fallout of all those decisions he's making. He's cheating. An emotional affair is still an affair. If he doesn't actually sleep with her, he will with the next one who comes along. Opie says, thank you for your comment. I'm angry and scared. There are times I think, fuck it. Let's just move on because I've built this marriage with him and I'm throwing it away. But he made an effort with another woman. The times he should have spent with me, he spent it with her. Doesn't matter if he never had sex or kissed. And Opie responds to someone else saying thanks, but I think I will take the divorce route. I do not think I will be able to reconcile. He still refuses to tell me the truth. I hardly think there wasn't anything physical between them. I just called a lawyer and set up an appointment. And I personally feel... That's the correct way to deal with that situation. I mean, the alternative is staying together. And you know, from what I read, I just couldn't see it working. And like I said before, I know people do work through these issues, and and this is very much my opinion. Okay, and I know, and I know, in the comments on YouTube itself, people always like, you know, I've been through a situation like that, and we did work through it. So you're not right, and I totally get that. But I'm I'm just talking from my point of view here. But now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. With an update, of course. From the Am I the Arsehole subreddit, it says, Am I the Arsehole for asking my fiancé to bring me a glass of Prosecco? I, 20s female, and my fiancé, 30s male, were enjoying a Friday night wind down, had dinner, yogurt, and were sitting down for TV. We're on season 7 of 24, my first time watching. Never actually watched that series. Maybe I should. I decided to paint my nails pink as we're going out tomorrow and seeing my family. They haven't seen us since we got engaged last month. I'm in a good mood and feeling happy. After painting one hand, I asked him if he fancies opening a bottle of Prosecco tonight. Well stocked post-engagement. He says yes. I ask him if he could bring me a glass too, please. That's where the argument began. No shouting, stomping, etc. Just speaking our minds and then silence before resuming. Generally, we get along great and have very healthy communication. Hell, we managed to compromise on a child-free wedding easier than this. He wanted children there. I didn't. We've set it on child-free ceremony and kids for their dinner and reception. Back to the argument. His perspective. It's weird of me to ask him to bring me things, be it a beverage or a blanket, that I'm a grown woman and should do these sort of things for myself. Doing it for me would be simping and asking him to do it is toxic. My perspective. It's a glass of Prosecco and my nails were drying. My love language is acts of service and I make him at least three cups of tea a week. A simple refusal is fine. His attitude about me asking was, in my opinion, toxic. Earlier on in our relationship, I did ask him to get me glasses of water semi-regularly. We had a discussion and he expressed his frustration. I now don't really ask. Maybe once a week at most. The last time was in a cafe. For unnecessary context, if you are interested, I wonder if it's how we grew up. He's an only child and claims his mom never asked him to do anything like this for her. He's fiercely independent and can sometimes exist in his own little world. Whereas I have an older sister and we just did as we were told really. Definitely learned to play host at family gatherings, offering food and drink and just being pleasant. If someone asked for something like a drink and you said no, that would be considered rude. But I digress. I asked for Prosecco. Even if my five legs do in fact work, am I the asshole? As always, we have a couple of relevant comments. Someone says it could mean acts of service mean nothing to him. Did his mum ever do things for him? Opie says his mum did a lot of things for him growing up. As a single parent, single child household, that's one of the reasons he's so insistent on feeling independent and not relying on people. You've hit the nail on the head. I don't think he sees the value in these sort of gestures. Also, the acts of service is part of five love languages. Not my creation there, lol. Someone says, does he ever ask you for things? Opie says, honestly, he rarely asks for these gestures. I always offer to help or grab things and he occasionally says yes. But for me, it has felt like a one-way system. Someone says, so he doesn't mind if you get things for him. Opie says, never complains, always says thanks. So Opie does update the post and says, hello Reddit. Thank you all for taking the time to comment and engage. While the consensus was that I was not the arsehole, I did enjoy hearing all the perspectives on the situation. Here's some common misconceptions or curiosities to clear up. 
One, I bet he listens to Andrew Tate. This was clearly interpreted from his vocabulary. It's shocking language and has a lot of misogyny attached. When he said simping, my mouth opened like a fish impression. However, he doesn't listen to Tate and only knows the term from Reddit context. And no, he's not a 4chan veteran or similar. Two, trying to hide a big age difference. I was purposely vague. I'm 26 and fiance's 35. We met in person through a shared hobby and began dating two years ago. At 24 and 33. We've lived together for over a year. After our first date, we had a discussion about power imbalances, equitable split proportional to income, and consent. I'm going to shock a few people, but he's genuinely a feminist. 3. What happens if you got sick? We joke that I've been ill most of our relationship, thanks to my poor immune system to colds. Also, my wisdom teeth only started emerging at 25. Ouch. When they began coming through, it was excruciating. 10 out of 10 do not recommend, and he ran out to the shops before work get me numbing liquid and has been ongoing support when I've had flare-ups. I also took care of him post-wisdom teeth removal, so it flows both ways. 4. Don't make him tea and see how he'd react. If he says, I know how he'd react, he wouldn't notice or care. In fact, I recently discovered that he enjoys making himself teas as a break from his activity to stand up and move around, so maybe I'll stop. Not to teach him a lesson, but to give him gestures that he'll value instead. So, flashback to last night. Some wanted more detail on the actual exchange. I did ask him in a very round-the-houses way. I guess because after our Watergate, he's been very reluctant to say yes to any requests I make, no matter how infrequent or simple. During our argument, I asked if how I asked would have changed his response, to which he said no. When I realized we were going nowhere, I went to the bathroom and removed my nail varnish. When I said your view on fetching things for your partner is abnormal, he said, ask Reddit. So that's what I did. I sat down on the sofa and typed out my response. At first, I was relieved to know my opinion was validated. When I saw the first dumping message, I suddenly lost all my anger and felt very amused by the caricatures we'd clearly become. I called out to him and said, if I open the Prosecco, will you pour the glasses? And he agreed. We drank the whole bottle together, reading all the comments. He apologized for his language and I apologized for mine. It was a very eye-opening exercise. I had overused whatever partner privilege involved fetching things last year, but after our discussion, I'd actually actioned this feedback completely. He, however, hasn't appreciated that I changed and remained on high alert for any princess behavior, resulting in being a meanie. Where are we now? Well, to the disappointment of many, we're still in love and planning to get married. We've enjoyed a lovely time with my family today. I think this highlighted the need for a happy medium, and that's what he'll be showing me. Communication wins. I had to go back and reread the update afterwards because I was like, the fuck just happened? And like I said in the last story, we don't know the full ins and outs of their relationship. We don't know what's going on in the background. All we've got is what, what's been explained here. But from what you said, you all you asked was for a drink to be poured. And he said that's simping and toxic. And through that whole update, I was trying to find something that was against that kind of... But it kind of just like justified it all. It was like... You know, we've moved on. We, we had a conversation that didn't really solve anything. And, you know, we're happy, we're getting married and all this. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, what the hell? I'm just not sure I feel like communication did win. Maybe I completely missed something there. You'll have to let me know. Because, you know, sometimes I do miss stuff when I'm, when I'm reading these posts. But anyway, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. 
I could be in trouble here. <laughs> what do you guys make of this situation? And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 